Welcome back to the show. Let's catch up with our good friend, Peter Shashecki. He's a registered financial planner and president of the Everything Financial Group. And uh, this week, we're going to talk a little bit about portfolio managers. Uh, good afternoon, Peter. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, thank you for joining us. Let's talk a little bit about uh, portfolio managers, first and foremost. Do most people actually use portfolio managers? No, very small percentage. Probably... Um about, well, the stats are about 88,000 people, and we'll just say this loosely, so-called licensed as advisors. And I, I say this loosely because there's so many different definitions. We'll just use that as a blanket um, description. Only about 1,500 to 1,750 are licensed and have agreements with portfolio managers. That's it. So small percentage, you bet. Uh, so walk me through uh, in regards if somebody wants to get financial advice, you have portfolio managers and you have mutual funds. Walk me through what the difference is. Well, the portfolio managers are actually fiduciaries. And the advisors who are using portfolio managers, they're using them for mainly one reason. It involves a much more, a much higher, proper English here, level of sophistication for someone to manage your money. You cannot design a financial plan and in this day and age especially also choose from the myriad of stocks and companies and everything else and be all things to all people. So the ones who put, I, we always say this, put ego first and act as a fiduciary, in other words, put their clients really first, will choose a portfolio manager to manage the investments. And it used to be something only for the elite. Mm-hmm. It isn't anymore. You can have portfolio managers from five, ten thousand $10,000 all the way up to whatever the total is. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Now, we often hear the term ETF. I guess those are exchange-traded funds. What is that? What are those? The exchange-traded funds are a much more cost-effective way to buy investments. So Warren Buffett says that you know, most people should be using ETFs, and he's actually right. If you are just starting out, and you're just starting to save money, I say this every day to anyone who listens, start out with ETFs instead of buying mutual funds because you're going to save yourself a ton in embedded fees. You, you're not, you don't need any. There is no special expertise in recommending a mutual fund to people. Half the time they're recommended by you know, who's taking you to the Canuck game or who's buying you around a golf or whatever the case may be from the, port, from the mutual fund company. Start it with an ETF and you know, just till you build up some money and then can go the route of portfolio manager and doing a plan. Because the one thing about an ETF, mm-hmm. it follows the market, except you're always a day late and a dollar short. You're mm-hmm. always one day behind. But a good and expensive way to start with, with basically shave down fees to almost nothing. So and so, how do you go about, or what do you look for in regards to a good manager then? I mean, there's going to be different things. I mean, obviously you want a great return, but if you're making a decision wanting a good manager, what kind of things should you be looking at? Um, look for consistency. Look for someone who's investing in meat and potatoes. <laughs> no, do I mean are you investing in a company who buys meat and potatoes? Yeah. No. Look for a company who is so consistent because they're buying the things they're investing in what do we eat? What do we use? What do we consume? What do we need to replace? What needs to be remanufactured so we can purchase it again? In other words, they're not speculating. They're looking for the basic ABCs that we need to use and consume and replace every day. If you look for a company who does that, they're kind of like recession-proof, really, Jazz, because it's the things no matter what, recession or not, we're going to need to use. Now, the analogy can be Look for a company investing in shoes because we all need to replace our shoes. 
The only difference is right now, because of uncertainty of the market, you might use those shoes for nine months instead of six months if the sole is wearing out. Hmm. You find those companies, and you're going to stay on the right track. And remember this, Jazz. It's never, ever, ever about what a company makes you because everyone shows these great stats when the markets are good. Run for the hills. It's about what they conserve and what they don't lose you when you have a volatile or a crazy market like we do right now. That's how you find a good portfolio manager. Why uh, don't people use portfolio managers even more so than they should? I mean, you just talked about fifteen to 1,700 or so. Why don't we use more of them? Oh, I'm going to get myself in trouble now. Thanks, Jazz. Here we go. You know why? Because, unfortunately, there's a lot of, not all, there's a significant portion of salespeople out there who put their interests first. The commission they're going to make, so they don't go down the road of a portfolio manager. And actually, now I think about it, you and I talked about this a month or two ago when we talked about fee for no service. They don't want the consumer, the client, to realize what they are not getting for their money. Because if I'm going to refer you to a portfolio manager, mm-hmm. and that portfolio manager is going to pay me a half a percent or 1%, I better not be getting paid that percentage just for referring you to a manager. I better be providing something for that money. And I'm convinced that's why a lot of them don't do it, because they'd rather refer you, collect their percentage, called a trailer fill on the mutual fund side, mm-hmm. and sit back and make it like their own homegrown annuity. People need to start demanding value for their money. Okay, good. You're going to recommend a manager. What am I getting in return? Well, you're getting a financial plan. You're getting a will. You're getting your tax return. You're getting a power of attorney. You're getting all these other things for the money. Then that's a fair trade. Peter, thank you. Thanks, Jazz. Have a great day and look forward to more EV talk. (laughs) Thanks so much. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.